Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Antonia Crane, and we are listening to Why Are People Into That with Tina Horn. Welcome to the 47th episode of Why Are People Into That, the podcast that's both thuddy and stingy. My guest this month is Dirty Lola of Sex Ed A Go Go. What I love about Lola is how cheerfully she speaks about the most taboo subjects, from biting to bruises to non-monogamy. In this episode, we explore erotic pain from the masochist's perspective. Part two will be in your feeds on May 15th. I just got back from two weeks in sunny California, judging Imsel, hosting pool parties, and working on my base tan. I met so many lovely fans after my pleasure chest class in West Hollywood, and I want to meet their New York counterparts. Come to my free masturbation-themed workshop at The Pleasure Chest on 2nd Avenue and 70th Street here in New York City on Wednesday, May 3rd. The Pleasure Chest is an inclusive environment that serves a diverse audience by validating and embracing the variety of sexual expression. As an experienced and trusted advisor, they are wholeheartedly dedicated to educating their audience and continuing to learn themselves. May is Masturbation Month at the Pleasure Chest. Join their email list at PleasureChest.com to get info about fun Masturbation May giveaways. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram to get updates on their free sex ed programming every week in their stores in Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York City. Since 1971, the objective of the Pleasure Chest has been simple. They're here to help you have the best sex of your life. If you're a member of the Lesbian Sex Mafia, I'll be teaching at one of their meetings at the New York LGBTQ Center on June 16th. Follow at Tina Horn's ass on Twitter and Instagram to keep updated on all my glittery obsessions. So, get out your arnica cream and brace yourself for part one of why are people into masochism. Dirty Lola. You made it here despite the masochistic transportation agency. <laughs> Isn't that what you called it? Um, and also, we've we've been like foiled over and over, but here we are. Snowstorms, sicknesses, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all, many things. All the all the s's. Um, um, but nothing. No act of God or 
man or woman could or goddess could keep us apart um and i'm so excited to have you on the show i'm excited to be here um for uh those who are not familiar with dirty lola um she is the producer and host of a show that I can't believe I haven't been to yet, but I hear is amazing, and I keep putting it in my calendar, and then keep not being able to go. But I'm gonna, come, I'm gonna come eventually. I'm so close. <laughs> which is called Sex at a Go Go, which is an amazing name, and it is right here in New York. It's at Otto's Trunken Head, right? Yes, in the Lower yeah. East Side. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been doing it? This is we're in our fourth year now. Amazing. Yeah. That's actually the same amount of time as this podcast. So we've been Cheers. like little like parallel <laughs> yeah. um, sister uh, sibling uh, thingies happening. But our, our worlds need to collide. Yes. Some more. Yes. This is the beginning. This is only the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it combines education and entertainment yes. is my uh, understanding of it. Do you want to talk a little bit about the show? Sure. So... This year, we actually started calling it a variety show because I realized that we were doing a little more than just sex ed and go-go dancing. Um, we're funny, so I've been told I'm not I'm not calling myself a comedian, but I've been told that we collectively, the panel and myself, the pussy posse, as I call my panel, we are a funny bunch. Um, and usually there I have some some other types of entertainment going on besides go-go like last time we had a live musical performance that just so happened to work out that the go-go dancer was very into um, dancing to their music so we planned it out and I was very proud of myself because it was very professional which I sometimes feel like I'm not (laughs) but it made it work it made it work and I'm now planning on bringing that in, but we've had poets and we've had singers and comedians and sex educators and we just talk about sex and we answer the audience's anonymous questions about sex and and we just get real TMI. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I really genuinely can't wait to come. To You'll enjoy it. Yes. Sex at a go-go. Come to come to <laughs> Um, and so you also do all kinds of sex education. I mean, we, I guess we, we knew of each other, but we met for the first time on a panel at the sexual health expo that the pleasure chest put on, um, in Greenpoint last September Yeah, with, Mm -hmm. um, Tristan Taramino and and Brandon from the pleasure chest. And that was really fun. It was, that was all of us being very TMI and sharing (laughs) our story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, I love that format. I love, um. I think also like the panel when there's like a variety of different people. So Mm -hmm. different folks in the audience might be more comfortable like addressing a question to a certain kind of person. But then like surprise, we actually like all have a perspective on like anal or blowjobs or vibrators or like, you know, whatever it is. Everything. Um, So that was really fun. And you are hilarious and delightful and uh, ham on on stage, which which um. Means that you're my people. So you also are, I believe you called yourself a dildo slinger. Yes. Sales associate or whatever <laughs> um, uh, your official title is at Shag, which is a an uh, independently owned. Yes. Um, uh, woman run. Woman run sex toy shop in Williamsburg, yes. Brooklyn. There are still interesting, subversive things happening in Williamsburg. It's 
it's getting harder and harder for that to happen. But yes, I believe you. Yeah. Um, and um, and you and you teach classes. Uh, you know, I mean, every when you having worked in a sex toy store, having knowing many people who work in sex toy stores and being in those spaces a lot, I know that it's never just a simple sales job. It's always an educational job, no matter who the person is that walks in the door and what they want to consume or buy or talk about like exactly. it's always going to be educational because sex education in our country and really in the world it is sucks. just non-existent <laughs> or there's disinformation or misinformation mm-hmm. uh or like it or it's shame based or like takes advantage of or like you know other other institutional like oppressions and repressions anyway we only talk about re- reproductive cycles that's basically what we learned yeah yeah but yeah and even that is like warped and fucked up and yeah anyway okay now i'm stepping off my soapbox i'll be back on this soapbox until things improve yes um nevertheless luckily in the world there are still spaces where we have the freedom to speak openly and dynamically and critically about sexuality and you are one of the people who are doing that i am so what would you say is your specialty or uh, something that you really love to teach about? Ooh, I'm kind of a Jane of all trades. I can talk about a lot of different things. I'm really good at um, kind of just waxing poetic, which is why Sex at a Go-Go works, because mm. I just know a lot of random crap. But uh, I love talking about kink mm. um, from the newbie perspective, because I find that... Um, I'm no longer a newbie per se, but I just like explaining things to people so they get it right the first time. Hell yes. <laughs> and I find that tends to be the thing people always have questions about. Mm-hmm. That and polyamory, mm. which you wouldn't think would come up in a sex shop necessarily, but relationship structures get brought up a lot. Or that people, makes sense to me. People feel very embarrassed about like, oh, I'm buying toys, but they're not for me and my partner, but I'm not cheating. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm in an open marriage. And then they're like, oh, okay. Well, okay. So help. I need to buy toys for, from my partner's house. And I'm like, okay, we can do that. Well, yeah. Or- I mean, that's the thing is that um, relationship structures and orientations and identities and lifestyles uh, are relevant to the way that you consume products and the products that you need they are people don't realize that though because we're still dealing with people who i get people who come in and show me a picture of of their wife and go what do you think she'd like (laughs) and i just tilt my head to the side and i'm like it doesn't work like that (laughs) oh my god let me ask you these other questions and then i can help you narrow some things down Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. Or they'll go, She's really tiny, like she's small. So what was she like? I don't what does that even mean? Oh my god. <laughs> like what I don't know. What is Oh my god. The idea I mean I <laughs> Oh, we could talk about this for a long time, but I have seen I have seen, I have heard so many assumptions about like various internal organs. I'll just mm-hmm. let you use your imagination. There's a variety of internal organs that I have heard that I have just heard some assumptions about based on someone's someone's size then relative to anyway I yeah I'm just not even I can't even I know, know. you can yeah. use your imagination I can and, and it, yeah 
this this the last time it happened was in reference to how big of a dildo this person would need and i'm like unless you have a picture of their vaginal canal i cannot help you out even if they even if they do and maybe even, even if, then even i wouldn't be do, able to help you it's, you know it like you know the the, the vagina and like expand Bands it does and, and gorges in the same way that an external genitalia does, and you know, right? It's right. like well, you know how how big uh, does she want to take? You know, right? Like, yeah. has she ever used a dildo before? Is this her first one? Maybe let's not buy that giant one that you're thinking that you want to buy, or buy that one, put it on the table as inspiration, and then get <laughs> the this one other day, one. yeah. Or maybe she'll just like toss the little one aside and go straight for the big one, even if she is petite. Right. Turns out sometimes I've I've known some petite size queens is basically yes. what I'm getting at here. I can, and I'm super narrow and I can't take like really huge anythings. Like it takes a lot of work for me to get there. And people, you wouldn't think that because I'm a bigger girl. And so it's like, no, I, I need more information. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, people like think that because I have a juicy ass that I also am a size queen and it's like you know that when you're putting things in my cunt they're not actually going into my butt right cheeks right flesh right that's not where they're stored <laughs> that's not anatomy <laughs> but yeah people it's like they're like oh well this area is sort of big so it's just like one big like hollowed out <laughs> area but then they're scared <laughs> but then they're scared of things getting lost up in oh. there and it's like you know the cervix is like a cul-de-sac yeah you know it can get stuck it might get stuck trying to turn around i have a nook that things tend to get caught on but oh, it'll yeah. come back yeah it'll come back yeah it's not it's lost. not gonna get like up in where and then ironically people are not worried about things getting lost up their butts that is the most hilarious people will put anything up their butts and they're so cautious about vagus that like oh you don't want to get and i'm like why are you worried about your butt it's because people think you can poop it out that's what it is everybody thinks you can poop things out and i'm like no your butt is actually a suction tool <laughs> your butt wants to bring it in that's what the those muscles are for yeah and that's the beauty of anal sex is you know humanity conquering nature and going in through the outdoor and saying like i we, i know what this is designed <laughs> for and I'm gonna finesse it another way. Just gonna do it. Yeah. Gonna do it. Yeah. Life finds a way. <laughs> um. See, I knew we would be here forever talking about yeah. everything. So you like. So you like to. It sounds like you sort of like to be the like friendly, sassy person at the gates of sexual knowledge. Right. And be like, hey, hey, come. It's gonna be okay. I want to be your gateway drug. Awesome. That's that's where I am. Awesome. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> um <laughs> So, you are the gateway drug and that is fantastic. So you mentioned that you like to teach about kink. Yes. And the subject that we are going to talk about today is why are people into masochism? Yes. Which is uh, one of the meanings of the M in BDSM. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love it if you could define masochism specifically and sadomasochism generally. What what do what do those Ooh. terms mean to you, Dirty Lola? When I hear masochist or masochism, I just think that it's somebody who likes to be tortured in some way. 
mm. enjoys pain mm-hmm. of some type. And that could be emotional. <laughs> that could mm-hmm. be physical. Uh-huh. That could be um, just maybe those are the two major ones. And then sadomasochism is the delicate dance of finding someone who likes to give you pain in the way you like to receive pain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not just there are sadists who like to give all kinds of pain but i'm not into all kinds of pain okay right so it's also finding the right kind of sadist for you your sadist so so let's let's walk it back um just one second so sadomasochism is the um the relationship between humans and consensual erotic pain. That's yes. how I like to define yes. it. Yes, I like that. And a sadomasochist is a human who has a relationship to consensual erotic pain. pain. Yes, I like that. So some people are sadists, meaning mm-hmm. they enjoy giving inflicting doing erotic pain unto others others and um then masochists enjoy receiving absorbing absorbing uh erotic pain from someone yes you know uh, for for the sake of my definition i would say a sadist and you know like in the in the not in the colloquial colloquial sense um although that is interesting the way that we kind of throw around mm-hmm. like oh god he's such a sadist like i'm such a masochist for like waiting in line at the dmv or yeah. whatever you know <laughs> um um but in general i would say that a sadist is someone who enjoys giving erotic pain to a masochist right right like right. somebody who not who, necessarily just any random right, person. Right. right. Um, and, and a masochist is someone who enjoys receiving erotic pain from uh, a sadist. Like, right. like part of the enjoyment is knowing that you are um, the like other side of the coin for the person who, um, who enjoys that. Now, of course, some people like myself are switches in the sadomasochistic sense. So like, I am totally a sadist and a masochist and like, could be a sadist and a masochist, like on, like turn on a dime in a second, like in Mm. one scene, like I could, I could be like really like getting really turned on by, um, by spanking someone and then like in literally the next second be really turned on by um i don't know like somebody like pulling my hair right, right. um really really hard um are you a switch or are you just masochist i don't want to say just Ooh. like it's like limiting of course right. it's like fucking universe right but i sometimes i feel switchy in mm-hmm. that area but then i realize i'm this all comes down to like my submissive nature oh of, interesting i if hurting you feels good to you mm. and is a service for you, I'll in, I'll indulge in it and and love it. Mm. Um, if it's it's not necessarily my uh, making me feel good because I'm inflicting pain, I'm making it's more about the fact that I am providing a service for you. Can you talk a little bit more about the relationship between? being submissive identifying as as sexually submissive and also identifying as as somebody who is is into service because i think that this is also 
sort of like a kink 101 thing to, right. to get through, right? That, that people um, are worried that if they want to, that if they like, for example, they might think that they're a masochist because they, they really enjoy mm-hmm. erotic pain or erotic intensity. And I want to come back to sort of defining mm-hmm. defining pain a little bit and the different kinds which you also pointed on or um which you also um uh touched on but um so somebody might feel that they are interested in or turn or they know that they're turned on by um receiving erotic pain but they don't they're not turned on by being submissive right they don't want to be erotically submissive for whatever reason that doesn't turn them on that's not how they identify and so then i think some people feel limited like they can't explore their masochistic side because they're not submissive do you feel that you have to be submissive in order to be a true masochist no (laughs) (laughs) i kind of set you up for that right um i so sometimes my submissiveness and my service go along with being a masochist and sometimes um it doesn't i don't like sub for everyone um i i i don't bottom for everyone either and for so to delineate like how i you know how that's different to me being if i'm subbing for you it's like a little bit of a deeper connection um i can bottom for for people as long as i like trust that you're not gonna like fuck up and do something bad (laughs) or hurt me um and then the masochism can just be just be masochism. Like I've had I have friends, like I have a friend who is really good at biting. I am not a sub to her. I'm not bottoming. She just knows I like pain and I enjoy being bitten and she will haul off and just bite the shit out of me. She has blanket consent to do so. And she knows I like it and that I'm going to like the bruise that I get and that for days I'll poke at it and it'll be part of my joy but it had nothing to do with me bottoming for her or being submissive to her or an act of service or anything in that nature and I've also done scenes with folks where I'm not being subby or submissive um and I'm receiving pain and and going through like whatever the scene they've set up and it's not at all about me it's really focusing on me and to give me the pain, but I'm not giving anything back as far as like, as I would, I think if I was in a more submissive frame of mind, so I could totally do pain stuff without the submissive stuff and without the service. And I can also do service and subby stuff without the masochism. What's but it's your- great when it all mixes together. <laughs> cool. Um, let's talk about, Let's talk about erotic pain. Yes. What are some of you mentioned biting? I like biting. And I mentioned spanking. Spanking is a good one. <laughs> I, love, I love spanking. <laughs> Me too. And <honey. laughs> so good. I love biting. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I am a switch about almost everything I like. If I like having it done to me, I almost always like doing it to other people. I'm switchy about biting. I don't, I get these urges. My husband has mapped out areas I'm allowed to bite. That's cute. And I'll tell him like, I'm feeling bitey. (laughs) I'm feeling bitey. And it's more when I start feeling super playful 
that I want to bite him. I don't know. It's mm. maybe that because I'm also a little. So I think that goes along with my child likeness that I'm going to poke you and bite you. <laughs> Can you um, define what it means to you to be a little? So for me being a little, um, I embody a younger age at times. And as a fetish for me, I enjoy it. It's not always sexual. Um, we were talking about kids and sex before. So no, I don't pretend I'm five and have sex. That is not something I enjoy at all. I you mean, should... even if you, I'm just going to interject and say, even, even if you, if you were, well, if you were pretending to be, let's, let's like go into a little bit more comfortable territory and right. say like 15. Right. Like if you were pretending to be 15, but you are, I mean, you, you're, you, I'm a grown woman. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't actually know. I'm assuming, I guess I should have ID'd you before this <laughs> podcast started. I'm assuming you're not 15. I'm not you, 15. Okay. No. If you, I mean, you have glowing skin, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but, um, I would be horrified and tell you to get out. Um, but, um, <laughs> But my point is, is that it's a fantasy and right. it's, it's and fantasy. it's, and it's, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's an intentional and consensual embodiment by right. grown ass people. Right. Um, For me, it feels weird to be that young. I do actually, uh, when I do play with age play, I am usually a teenager mm. and do sex things for whatever reason that do, I just, that goes along with like the whole Lolita, uh, you know. I'm young and foxy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we're all in our heads. But yeah, so totally. I am sometimes a little kid and I get super playful and I get bitey. Mm-hmm. And that's that glee that totally. there's like this glee that wells up inside of me before I bite someone and like how hard and trying not to bite so hard, but I want to bite hard. <laughs> Well, you know, and it, it, it's interesting because I think that that is such a beautiful expression of the ways that uh, sadomasochism manifests in all kinds of uh, mysterious and delightful ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people think sadist and they think like stern disciplinarian, you right. know, which is I find very erotic, by the way, stern disciplinarians. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, that is definitely one manis- manifestation, perhaps even a, a popular for recent manifestation. Um, but uh, I, I do think that people feel limited. Either they feel pressure to be the stern disciplinarian when they're actually more playful or right. they, or they can't, or it seems mutually exclusive or counterintuitive to be interested in pain. Um, mm-hmm. But to also be like embodying like innocence. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know if <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. All kinds of people are interested in inflicting pain, <laughs> yes. and and you know, and the more you think about all of the different kinds of kinds of dynamics in which you can be sadomasochistic, it makes you. It, it, I think that also helps to be more expansive in your idea of what pain is and what it's for right because sometimes pain is about hurting someone and of course here we're talking about hurting someone consensually because they're interested in exploring sensations and experiences of hurt right 
but it also can be about like what does this do mm-hmm. right that's sort yeah. of what i am thinking when i uh when i hear you describe your like gleeful playful bitey nature where you're just like oh i just I really want to like Oh, see what happens. It feels fleshy. Yeah. <laughs> this thing I or or you want to elicit a reaction. You want right. to elicit a scream or a squeal or a moan or a curse word or a... or a, Something. Or, or you're yeah. being bratty and you want to elicit a reaction where that person's like, now you're going to get it. Yes. Oh, and I so that I think is where that comes from when I am feeling little is the kind of how much can I do to you before you like snap and want to do it back <laughs> before I get a spanking or something before something happens. Yeah. But also, so do you find now I love pain. I enjoy it. But if I stub my toe sure, or if somebody catches me off guard, I will sometimes be way more dramatic about I'm, ow, 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 ow. And they're like, you know, why are you doing that? I'm like I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared for this. That really hurt. I say that a lot. My husband's like, I don't understand you. I'm like, but it can hurt. It does hurt. And it does hurt. And I tell people that all the time. They're like, you love pain, so does it not hurt? I'm like, no, it hurts like a motherfucker. It hurts. What don't you get about it? It's pain. It hurts. Like, it hurts, but I like it. Well, but, I mean, you're getting at so... The minutia. Yeah, and also... The beauty of BDSM, which is the imagination and uh, playing with whatever your psychological reality is. And, you know, mm-hmm. this whole show is about the why, but ultimately, like, we don't we don't know, man. Like, you know, <laughs> but 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 you but you do know your you know, this is why self-identification is so important and right. why and why, you know, only you can consent to something is that, right. you, you know, you're the person that knows, like, the difference between like pushing the envelope and like being adventurous and getting into like fucked up to, you know, enjoying being fucked up and like what crosses the line into mm-hmm. actually literally fucked up. I don't like, you know, something that you don't want. Right. Yes. yes. And that control is delicious. Exactly. Or just knowing that I, I think I stopped saying no and started saying maybe to things interesting because i was saying no without giving things a try and like maybe two years ago i wouldn't let somebody beat me with a bike chain but i quite enjoyed it when i said yes and got beaten with a bike chain and or kicked in the cup for the first time that was a revelation because i always 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 would say no hard no nobody's kicking me there and it happened it happened it was just this I was being spanked and and I was like, I kept asking for more. And then they said, well, I'm going to move to punching you since the spanking doesn't seem. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's do a couple. And I was really into that. And then they're like, has anybody ever kicked you? And this moment of no. And I was like, no, can we try it? And it happened. And I was just in heaven. (laughs) That's awesome. So now that's on my like list of things I quite enjoy, but was always like this. How? Oh my goodness you let someone kick you there (gasps) oh i mean i think that's just a testament to the fact that um we can grow and explore and learn and and also a relationship to pain changes throughout our lifetimes for many hormonal reasons (laughs) and um 
you know, the experiences that we have had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to go back to what you were saying about toe stubbing you know there's a joke that i'm sure i've told on this podcast um and i definitely have told at a lot of my a lot of my live classes where i am teaching about anything related to sadomasochism um and you know i'm a jew so i could drag this joke out for an hour if we were at the bar but i'm just gonna tell the condensed version which is basically just that uh a dominatrix is whipping her submissive and she does every single pipe you know and, and here's where i list like all of the diabolical things that she does and he just loves it and he you know like just wants to he wants to come over and over again it's just like his favorite thing blah 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 blah, blah. um he's getting off on it he's blissed out and uh and then the scene is over and she slowly unties him and then like leads him like off of the saint andrew's cross and like off of the little platform that it's on and as he's stepping down he stubs his toe and says ow (laughs) and just like many jokes there's a profundity to that Mm -hmm. which is that you know it's funny because it seems counterintuitive mm-hmm. that someone who welcomes and is turned on by and literally gets off on pain on someone inflicting all kinds of pain on them would say ow when stubbing their toe mm-hmm. but an accident and also like a specific kind of pain like that kind of like toe stubbing or like funny bone or like whatever like like kind of kind of pain somebody might be into that um but in general i mean there there's it's just not the same it's not it's because it's a lot of a lot to do with mindset and intention yeah right and what's behind it or it's like i will say ow if i i'm I am clumsy and that's my other I am so clumsy and I tend to hurt myself a lot like I slam my shins into things or, and I'm always ow and so that doesn't always feel great but then I'm like oh I have a really nice bruise <laughs> I want to come back you've mentioned bruises, bruises bruises a few times um and I want to come back to that but um well, well actually I, I think that I am curious if you can speak a little bit about your own experience like learning this difference that you and you okay you and i have a pretty intuitive understanding Mm -hmm. of the difference between stubbing your toe and getting a spanking or getting bitten or getting kicked in the cunt (laughs) (laughs) um but can you describe how you came to that understanding of that difference yes um I think for me, because I haven't, I've always been kinky in my brain, but not physically actively kinky um, until I hit 30, which is, I I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably like 29, 30 is when I really started flexing that muscle. And at first it was spanking turned me on, not necessarily because of the pain it was the act Mm -hmm. and and like and and all the things involved with it like why you would be getting spanked and what Mm -hmm. that would mean so like sorry so like discipline and punishment right and and also giving that 
maybe also the service and submission stuff that you were talking about like surrendering someone and being sexually vulnerable anyway this is not a spanking episode and being (laughs) made to cry or something like that like it was always Mm, a means to an end right right and the endurance of it because it's a means to an end Mm. and i think through that i realized how much i actually enjoyed the act of spanking Mm. and then started experimenting with different types of impact play mm-hmm. um, like floggers and things and uh, canes and I hate canes. Oh, I love <laughs> canes. Oh my God. But I say I hate canes, but it's kind of the thing of, I would never let someone start with a cane, but once we're like, I'm well worked in, you could probably get a handful of wax in before I safe word it out. And was like, no, no, thank you. Because I, I ramp up in pain. And that was the thing I also learned. It was, when as I started experimenting with like different types of things and getting hit with different types of things, I realized like uh, how high <laughs> I would get like mm-hmm. like endorphin right high, right like, so it's like some combination of adrenaline and endorphins and that floaty mm-hmm. uh, probably as close to I'll ever get to subspace. It's yeah, just this giggly wonderful cloud cloud space um it just yeah and also it worked that bit of me that is a big brat Mm. and uh if i'm in public i i dare like i can take more because i'm daring you to hurt me more or like haha it doesn't hurt is my favorite thing to do to people (laughs) because i am really good at keeping a straight face even though something really really hurts and going hmm Wow, you are a classic brat. I'm such a brat. And so if you are bratty, you are inviting those things upon yourself sometimes. Right. And the, but then realizing like I oh, I I really I really like that. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not just taking it to be a brat. Like I'm in I'm enjoying where this is getting me. Yeah. And then realizing especially like the partner that I have now that I play kinky things with how much me taking pain turns him on mm. or how much uh, me being in pain is a a thing for him mm. and so that is also this it adds that extra edge to me taking the pain where like a n- whole other level now for me in taking pain where now it's not just about like that I like it and it makes me floaty and the end game is that I end up with really nice marks and Mm. and a floaty you know head for like a few hours it's also that ooh ooh I'm doing something for someone else by taking all of this pain and enduring it it's like an endurance thing yeah and I mean endurance is a big word for me with um with sadomasochism um and it's not like endurance like i am putting up with something it's like endurance like endurance running right it's like how much can i do like how much can i like push my own limits to last longer or go deeper Mm. or be stronger Mm -hmm. um and when you're doing that in in service of somebody else's 
pleasure or intent or you're like showing like I'm going to like like let you take me on this endurance journey or we're going to go on this endurance journey together it, right. yeah it's an incredible connection and an incredibly erotic feeling it is it yeah. really is yeah yeah so it's so many things that feed into the pain and that like enjoying it comes with and I think that's also people when people ask does it hurt it's like yes but my brain knows that there's an end game like my brain knows that there's a prize right so and that you're safe right ultimately that you're safe right that I mean sometimes I think and I wonder if you relate to this like I I've been uh practicing sadomasochist for um <laughs> for for 10 years I guess um and um uh, um and so every so often I and you know and I'm so lucky I have such a vast that sounds like I'm bragging um it's bragging if it's true <laughs> I have a very like widespread community and like various different communities like related who um who also like understand sadomasochism and BDSM um right. in general and that I can talk about it with and it's my profession and and da 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 so every so often it like blows my mind when I think about the fact that there are a lot of people in this world who have only ever experienced non-consensual or accidental pain mm -hmm. or like think that they have, you know? Yeah. So it's like, like the idea that, that nobody has, that there are people who have never, have never had the experience of like, yes, I really want to see like how much of this I can take. Right. I'm like, I'm like, oh, 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 right. You know, and for mm -hmm. me, it really, you know, it, it feels as innate as a, like, gender orientation or, right. or identity, right? Like, um, and I, I don't know or think it, it is necessarily like that for everybody, but for me, it definitely feels as innate as being queer right. and a part of being queer, like, being kinky and specifically being a sadomasochist. So, like, um... So just like it's, I sort of have to remind myself that there are like some people who like have no idea what it's like to be attracted to someone of the same gender. I'm like, oh, I guess that's real. <laughs> are you sure though? Um, like never, not once, never. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's. I don't understand. Yeah, when people ask, does it hurt, or or like, why are you why are you into that? Right. <laughs> like I don't. It doesn't compute. I don't know why you don't understand. And I don't understand why you would never at least want to like, I, what's the, what's the thing I've, I've used in the past. Like, um, Oh, haven't you like accidentally snapped yourself with a rubber band? And mm. then that first, like, mm, but then you like that burn and it kind of feels good. And I, I usually get looks like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. I think that they're, there are some people who, you know, and sadly, it's not been studied enough because there's so much stigma, right? Like, yeah. you know, every so often you hear about people who, you know, even people who are into like really like intense or extreme like body modification, mm -hmm. like there's a lot going on there. Um, but part of it is often even usually there's an element of sadomasochism yeah. and control. Um, I mean, it's not 
at all like the same thing but cutting mm-hmm. is yes. this thing of the pain is doing something the right. pain is in the person's mind maybe like alleviating other pain i was a cutter as mm. a, as a kid like i probably would middle school to high school would cut or brand I would brand myself and it was this thing of I was super depressed and didn't know what depression was and family members back then it was just like are you trying to kill yourself or you're not you know there was no line of like you could be depressed and just be depressed and maybe I'm not trying to end it all but I'm in this headspace or that you are interested in playing with sensation intensity right. control so you know self-control and self-endurance like all of these different things and that there might be a healthy outlet right for that well and that's what it was cathartic it was right. this i got the rush i remember like doing it and feeling better and getting the rush and then you know you but it's like, well, you shouldn't feel better. And, and why do you feel better? And now I realize like, oh, this is just that outlet. This is kind of that same thing for me, at least, that I remember feeling after like cutting myself that I would get, it would have that adverse. If I was feeling really down and did it, I would get high, but the high didn't feel like a high. It just felt like I was evening out because mm. I was so low right back then. And like it just felt like this thing and so now going through these things and like a beating does make me feel better if i'm having a rough time it's i will call my person like hey can we have some time or like we didn't get to see each other for i don't know like we both got really busy and it was like two months and i was getting real like grumpy and nasty to the point where my husband's like listen i don't you need to call him. <laughs> I don't. That's beautiful. Because <laughs> you're being a bitch. And I know you're, and he's like, you just, I know you need it. And we saw each other and it was just like, oh, I've been missing this. Yeah. This was, oh yeah. Okay. This was good. I needed this. And then we were talking about endurance and because it had been a couple months, I couldn't take as much. And I was so ashamed about it that I was having a hard time safe wording out and he could tell I was actually in pain and mm. not really enjoying it and he's he would just stop because it's like I, you gotta tell me yeah or I'm, I'm not I'm just gonna you're gonna go home and I was like okay okay I don't want to go home I don't want to go home oh what a good top yeah because it's not I'm not gonna like keep hurting you because I know something's wrong but I need you to say it yeah and yeah yeah and that was that's awesome it is awesome it's beautiful it is but understanding like that line between this is too much pain for me in this moment or i can't it's no longer joyful like i'm not Mm. i'm just kind of here and i don't i need to like yeah that that is not a good space for me at least because i know then i start getting resentful (laughs) in my in my head but i don't know how to say stop all the time because i'm and the little sub in me is like, no, but he likes it. And don't you want to make him happy? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a complex dance. It, it is. It is. It really is a dance. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Because it's a lot. You have to be with the right, that right person. That's like what I said before, like finding the, the sadist for you. Yeah. <laughs> or the switch for you. Because it's, I know people, there are people who are into like, way different types of hurting that I'm not 
I won't say no, but for me right now, I'm like, that wouldn't be me. I I couldn't, I, I can't just go right into things like I need to be ramped up and this is not the way mm-hmm. I like to do stuff. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, maybe we wouldn't mesh. But, you know, that doesn't mean I don't, that I'm not a masochist because we don't mesh. It just means I'm not the masochist for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody has different styles. Sadists and masochists have mm-hmm. different preferences and, and styles. And right. also for, for different things and with different people. Right. Right. Like, I could definitely imagine a certain kind of person inspiring me to really take a, sort of a more, like, punitive disciplinarian kind of like going like right up to intensity and like rapid fire kind of a spanking mm-hmm. but like my preference is for like you could have what you were describing the like slow seduction ramp up like mm-hmm. getting you like into that space where then you can take a lot more intensity and it like your experience of it is totally different because yes. you've been warmed up and then you might even like take like heavier instruments mm-hmm. like a cane and it feels really different than if you were just getting like right you know, if that was the punished first with a thing. cane yeah right. um yeah mm. i know <gasps> hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Let's talk about the difference between the classic two kinds of sadomasochistic pain. I'm sure you know what they are. Tell me what you're thinking. Oh, I'm not. What, oh. Are your, what are your classics? Uh, uh, the two main categories of pain. Like thuddy and stinging? Thuddy and okay. stinging. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about... Like, can you list some kinds of thuddy pain? Ooh, thuddy pain. A good, heavy flogger. Yes. Um, with, like, wider falls. Yes. Um, a good, like, a heavier paddle. Mm-hmm. Thinner ba- paddles can be a little singy, have some slap back. That is That's like, right. Rrr. Some punching. Mm-hmm. Punching is thuddy. Um, what are some other things? Anything, it's kind of, anything that's going to have some weight yeah. to it. And surface area. And surface area, right. It's going to yeah. feel very thuddy. And then. Belts, leather belts. Yeah. Straps. Unless they're like thin. And then True. you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and stingy is usually anything that's really thin, um, less surface area. That's right. Uh, weight things yeah. will give you like that snap and sizzle mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. so like a single tail whip which is like right. the like the indiana jones bull whip yes um dragon canes. tails canes yeah yeah what's a dragon tail they look it's like one piece of material usually like a leather and they'll 
it starts out wide and goes to a point oh. but when they wrap the way they kind of roll it up and mm. then attach it to the handle gotcha you mostly just get tip like you don't get right like, the now wide I'm, bit now i'm imagining yeah. that you kind yeah. of work it like you would snap a towel <laughs> right so the wideness is more for your handling and less for like what's actually going to hit your body when yes you're using okay it. yes yeah. i've seen those yeah. yeah cool those are evil totally yeah and then some things are stingy that you like silicone those tantus silicone paddles oh yeah even the heavy one can still feel very stingy because of what it's made of right or like um also you know, we've been talking a lot about, um, like, impact, like, various kinds of mm-hmm. impact play. But, of course, sadomasochism also encompasses uh, piercing, yes. right? So piercing is generally very stingy. Right. Uh, and we're talking about, like, surface play piercing yeah. here, right? Like um, knife play, needles, things yes. like that. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, yeah, anything anything thin, like, surface area. Um, like, even even like sensation play stuff like Wartenberg wheels, which mm-hmm. is you know those little those little wheels that are it's were like, like pinwheel pinwheel right yeah. that's like originally supposed to be like a medical tool for um, testing your like, it's like your nervous response right I laugh and I <laughs> I laugh really hard at the when, pinwheels yes and somebody told me that means I have nerve damage and I was like oh I don't I don't think I do. I think I'm fine. I just think this is my cup of tea. <laughs> it tickles. You, you laugh like it t- Okay, it it's like tickles. Like yeah. it tickles wherever you roll it. It tickles. Yeah. Like, and I might feel the pricks of like in a little pain, but it tickles me more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I think tickling is um, its own set of well, masochism. <gasps> yeah, I mean, we could. Have you seen <sighs> the tickling movie? I, no. Oh, the one that's I. I it's like a horror movie also though well is it, it? it's it's a it's a documentary and i think it becomes a little bit of a like but is it thriller. a real documentary yes it's a real documentary that then turns into a thriller okay because i i wasn't sure if it was like when i saw the preview for it i was no, like they well, make is it this really like Blair creepy. Witch? no 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 it's not i know it's real okay uh, supposedly supposedly it's real yeah what well, is now real, i need though? now More. well true now i need to see it yeah yeah tickling can be torture i once was tied uh, tied down tied up tied down um for a session um and my client had a tickling fetish i've done various tickling fetish sessions but this one was like inescapable bondage for me and then like 90 minutes of tickling and um it was absolutely one of the most excruciating sessions and experiences of my entire life and now talk about tests of endurance like and and what you know and so and tickling i mean this is a little bit of a tangent but like tickling is a very interesting one right because it's like it is sensation play yeah this is connected to what you were saying about the water the water the waterberg wheel right like it is sensation play and it doesn't hurt no but it's horrible (laughs) but it's its own special kind of intensity Mm -hmm. um and it is yeah it's truly 
excruciating. It's like it turns into like a nerve. Like it's yeah. It's like the more like you said, ninety minutes, and I'm just like, how did you do that? Because I screamed. Oh, I screamed so much, and that was actually. I mean, we can maybe talk about this when when it comes to to masochism, but Mm -hmm. like. I've had actually like many experiences where being able, like being in a position where I can scream as much as I want and curse as much as I want and like, like make whatever noises and Mm -hmm. of, of, of like resistance to what is happening to me, uh, as I want, like is in and of itself, like the catharsis, um, and, and like having a space, just like, you know, being able to like, you know, like sing in a punk band or sing a karaoke or dance at a club and scream along with the lyrics, you know, like right. having, having a space to, um, to like use your, your voice and just like express that, like literally, you know, the mm-hmm. primal scream, right. Yeah. Um, to be able to express that, um, is, is definitely like a part of it and like, yeah, you can like go into a room and just scream, but like it helps if somebody's inspiring you right. to scream. I, scream I feel like I've gotten angry it makes me angry after a while like I imagine 90 minutes maybe 30 minutes in I'd be like screaming motherfucker and oh, yeah. I'm gonna you like because I've been known to accidentally kick people in the face like I it's like a thing of you either need to tie me down or don't be near my feet when mm. you're tickling me you will get kicked and it's more of just a body reaction of trying to get away yeah <laughs> it's like you need yeah, tie me up because I might punch you or <laughs> I'm going to hurt you back. I think sometimes masochism is really just kind of about the playfulness of exploring intensity, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's about being interested in pain and certain kinds of yeah, like submission, suffering, you know, right. like in, right. in, in a sense of being like, well, I've like, yeah, again, endurance, but also just kind of curiosity about what a body can do and what yes. it can endure or what it can and and what it can experience. Right. Without I think, well, and this all tides, I would love for there to be some kind of survey or study done on like athletes yeah and uh masochism and and you know sadomasochism just who falls on that spectrum because it's that same kind of thing in a different way like i will i don't understand people who run marathons right i will it's like i barely want to jog um that's not running is like the last thing i want to do but people run and it's like their nipples are getting rubbed off and you know the bleeding nipples if you watch a marathon have you ever like I've watched from from the sidelines and you see people like they're bleeding through their shirts because the the friction and they've been running for miles and their feet and you're running you're running for what is a marathon 20 26 don't, don't ask me it's a lot it's it's a lot of miles but you're doing all of that you're pushing your body to like the breaking point like the nth the nth degree and at the end or and in the middle you get like the runner's high and at the end it's like this whole other type of satisfaction that in itself is definitely a type of masochism because who 
I like you want to say like if you describe it like that like do you want to like ruin your feet and rub your nipples off and cause them to bleed and um not be able to move if you sit down too soon afterwards run a marathon (laughs) you're I mean you're absolutely you're absolutely right and yeah it's almost I feel like a fucking broken record comparing um sports and to to kink but it's like it, it seems so obvious to me yeah and yet um you know when sex is involved uh it's stigmatized and it's seen as perverted and it's seen as wrong and it's seen as unhealthy it's seen as an unhealthy impulse right um but even just beyond stigma and judgment just in terms of wrapping your mind around it Mm -hmm. like from a scientific perspective, there's a reason that when you're working out, you do things that, yeah, that give you bruises or uh, like my, my, um, my like armband that I have my like music device in, um, that I use uh, when I'm running or at the gym, like I will like get into working out and I won't realize that it's like, like cutting like a like a little hole like in my arm like i'm just like oh, not even thinking about you're it. not there yeah and like think about what it would take for me to like take that like sort of like foam armband and rub my mm-hmm. side until it started bleeding like that like right. intentionally uh that you wouldn't it, be able to do it. or i think gymnastics totally like the just the damage and not and like it is because they do so much work and so much so many things there is like a type of damage just like ballerinas they're oh they're damaging their feet your feet aren't meant to do what they do no and so you're and it's beautiful and wonderful but it there is something to be said about that we do appreciate how people damage their bodies for sport yeah. and arts um you know boxing no mma kidding. I mean, come on. Right. We, we, we revel in that, but right. You add sex to it. People are like disgusted by it. So MMA, the whole time I'm waiting for the takedown at the end, I'm like, okay, oh, we yeah? get, do, do we get to, does he get to fuck him now? Cause he won. I want to watch that part. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> that- <laughs> I have some other websites I can recommend to you. If I that's mean, what you- well, that's always that I've seen that stuff. And so anytime I do happen to come across it, I'm just waiting for that bit. And I'm like, this is sad. Cause that's not going to happen at the end. Oh my God. Why so are you funny. all watching this? Nothing great's going to happen at the end, except for everybody's going to be bloody. Oh my God. So funny. Why do you like this? <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 47. Tune in on May 15th for part two. Follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. And take a few seconds to write a review and tell your friends about the show. Visit wirepeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. As ever, Wire People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Vivid Windows from Oakland, California, and this project is supported in part by my generous and enduring patrons. Get in touch with your inner pain slut by pledging patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Until next time, 
I'll be bending over and arching my back and awaiting whatever I deserve. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.